I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 302 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have got an incredible guest for you guys today. Gary Stevens is a legendary Hall of Fame jockey. He has won all of the major races, including all three Triple Crown races. In fact, he's won three apiece of the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont Stakes. His first Kentucky Derby win came aboard Winning Colors in 1988, and that is a race I remember watching as a kid. In fact, it was the following year when Sunday Silence and Easy Goer competed in three incredible races that I truly fell in love with horse racing. A huge part of my childhood was spent at the racetrack at OTB, and I have been watching Gary Stevens since I was seven years old, so this is so cool for me to have the opportunity to have him on the podcast today. Gary Stevens will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. I have some great news to share with you guys. First Class Fatherhood is the winner of the Family Is People's Choice Award for Podcasting. Richard and Linda Iyer contacted me to deliver the news. I cannot say thank you enough to all of you guys out there who voted. I was nominated along some giants in the podcasting game, including former guest of the podcast here, Dave Hollis, who, along with his wife, Rachel Hollis, hosts a very successful podcast called Rise Together. This award is very special to me, and it is a wonderful accolade to add to the show, which is now an award-winning podcast. All right, and Wednesday on the podcast, we are going to go from the racetrack to the boxing ring. Diego Magdaleno will be here with me from Las Vegas. He is a veteran lightweight fighter, and he has got an upcoming bout with Austin Dule this weekend. Diego is a fairly new dad and a single father as well, a first-class father, no doubt. So don't miss out on that interview dropping Wednesday. And I will be hitting you guys with a fresh Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood, either this week or next week. Make sure you lock it into my Instagram account, at Alec underscore Lace, to find out which Navy SEAL will be joining me here on the podcast. And if you guys do enjoy horse racing and my interview today with Gary Stevens, please take a look through the archives of the show here. You will find my interviews with Hall of Fame jockey Ramon Dominguez, as well as my interview with Jose Ortiz, who along with his brother Irad are just lighting up the tote board all over the country. And as always, dads, please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Hall of Fame jockey Gary Stevens. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Why is First Class Fatherhood climbing to the top of the podcasting charts? Listen to what dads like UFC President Dana White, legendary New York City radio host Greg T, and Navy SEAL David Rutherford have to say about the podcast. What a cool podcast. It's one of the coolest ones I've ever did. And congrats, seriously, I mean it. What a cool podcast concept, and uh, I, I love it. Good for you, man. Continued success. Dude, I love this podcast, man. Your questions are phenomenal, bro. Phenomenal. I am really happy, and I can tell you honestly, I'm proud to be a part of it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Alec, and, and God bless you and what you're doing. Keep it up. Uh, I think the uh, compiling this many fathers and this much great information is going to be uh, invaluable in so many ways. So I, I wish you all the best, brother. So let's go, dads. We are not babysitters. We are fathers, and we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers. Subscribe to First Class Fatherhood today. Uh, joining me now, First Class Father, Gary Stevens. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Oh, thank you. I've uh, tried hard to be first class. Uh, don't always succeed at that, but 
I've learned a lot over the over the years of uh, fatherhood. We all do, Gary. Uh, let's start it right here. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? I've got uh, four adult kids from my first marriage that uh, are all doing well right now. I've got uh, six grandkids and one on the way, and I've got my beautiful 10-year-old daughter, uh, Matt. That, uh, she's uh, just started to play a lot of sports and um, growing up way too fast. Uh, very cool. Do you get involved with coaching with her with the sports at all, or you kind of enjoy that stuff from the sidelines? Nah, I do a little coaching at home. Uh, she loves to play. She's very focused. And uh, I was telling my, my parents or grandparents this morning that uh, reminds me a lot when I was young. Of, uh, I was a drummer from a young age and had to practice every day, and I didn't always necessarily necessarily like it, but I knew I had to practice to be good, and uh, she's very focused. She'll come home for basketball practice, eat dinner, and then want to go out and, and practice some more with me, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome, Gary. If you could, please, just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Oh, I've been a jockey uh, since 1979. Uh, joined the Hall of Fame in 1997, won three Kentucky Derbies, uh, winning colors, Thunder Gulch, and Silver Charm was my last in 97. Uh, three Preaknesses, three Breeders' Cups, um, 11, or excuse me, Belmont's 11 Breeders' Cup races, uh, and was fortunate enough to be a big part of the movie Seabiscuit, uh, playing George Wolf, and then the HBO series that was short-lived for one season called Luck. Yeah, you, you had just an incredible career, Gary, no doubt about that. And, and how in all this, how did it become, how old were you when you first became a dad, and how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Oh, man, I was a baby myself. I uh, was 19 years old when I had my first child, Ashley, and, um, you know, just turning 20, and... Um, you know, it was it was a big change, uh, and uh, the responsibilities uh, changed a lot. But, uh, I went through a, a horrible divorce uh, that uh, started in 1995, and uh, I went overseas for a while uh, to Hong Kong and was back and forth for about three months and um, missed a lot of uh, the early parts of, of my um, oldest children, and then... Uh, we kind of had to reintroduce ourselves, uh, you know, in their teens and extremely close with uh, all four of the, the oldest children. And, and it, you know, I wish I could have been the father to them early on that I am to uh, my, my youngest daughter, Maddie, right now. Uh, but you learn a lot. Of, I mean, being married, you know, at 18 years old and having your first kid when, when you're, you know, just turning 20 years old, uh, it's, it's too young, but it, it, it is what it was. And uh, I wouldn't change anything uh, with my relationship with, with all five of my kids. Yeah, very well said, Gary. And I'm a, I'm a guy that grew up, you know, uh, you know, couldn't wait until I was older to bet on horses. I grew up at the track at Meadowlands, OTB, Aqueduct, a whole bit. Uh, I never wanted to ride them, though. What, what was the genesis of you actually, you know, wanting to seek a career in being a jockey? Uh, you know what? Uh, I wanted to be a pro football player, in all honesty. And obviously, at my size, uh, way too small to be a pro football player, but I've always loved sports. I was a wrestler in high school and uh, actually left school at the end of my junior year to uh, pursue my, my jockey career. And uh, looking back, I didn't, I didn't realize how lucky I was going to have to be to have the success that I've had. I put a lot of hard work in and, and devoted a lot of my time uh, to being a professional jockey. And uh, I got certain opportunities I was able to capitalize on and, and get to the highest level. But 
and looking back, uh, I just think that how, how lucky I was to be in the right spot at the right time. And um, should have I stayed in school? Yes, probably. But I got my education through travel and the thoroughbreds, you know, uh, paid for all that education uh, <laughs> traveling the worldwide. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, Gary. And uh, you know what? You, you, obviously, you've had some tremendous, uh, uh, you know, spills over your career. I remember, the, I think it was the uh, the Arlington Million. Uh, you know, they, they dubbed you the Bionic Man because of all of your uh, replacement surgeries. What was kind of your your kids' reaction to all of your injuries um, that happened over the course of your career? And did they ever, you know, ask you to to, to stop racing at any time because of it? No, um, you know, they were relieved. Uh... Here, most recently in uh, 2018, I rode my last race, November uh, 19th of 2018. I uh, broke my neck and had to have a, a triple fusion um, in my neck, and, and uh, that kind of changed everything. I was uh, millimeters from being a quadriplegic, and, and uh, you know, at my age of, of 54 at the time, I'm 56 right now, and it was time to call it quits. Uh, I dodged a lot of bullets. I came back from a full knee replacement and a full hip replacement and uh, had success at the highest levels, and I was still riding some very good horses. But my business had, had dwindled a little bit. I had a lot of good horses, beholder of such, uh, that retired, and all of a sudden I didn't have a lot of business. And I was riding uh, the cheaper kind of races and stuff and, and not, not the type of races that a Hall of Famer should, should ride. Um, so... In a way, uh, God was looking out for me and said, hey, it's time. And, uh, you know, I'm doing the sports casting now, and I started a horse partnership, Gary Stevens Racing Club, that's keeping me busy and trying to, to grow that right now. And, and the kids are behind me in that. And uh, my oldest son, he's the only one that's TC that's involved in, in thoroughbred horse racing. He actually trained on his own, but right now he's working for Robertino Diodoro in uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas at uh, Oakland Park. So, um, all the other kids, they're, they're in something else, but Maddie, my 10-year-old daughter, she asked me question after question, Daddy, God, she did this, she did that, she's, you know, doing all this <laughs> stuff when she was just a baby that was happening and kind of catching up on what, what my career was. Yeah, and how about as far as discipline goes, Gary? What type of discipline, Aaron, are you as a dad, and has it changed from your first four, uh, you know, to, to now with your daughter? Well, things have changed a lot now. You know, back in the day, a kid, if they were out of line, they got a spanking. Uh, <laughs> they got a swat on the butt with the hand. And, and uh, you know, it's it's more talking to the kids now. And, and uh, I've learned a lot of patience over the years with, with age. And, you know, it's funny. Uh, I thought I knew everything when I was in my 20s. I knew more than my dad did. And the older I get, the more I ask my, my father. I was uh, 81 years old. Both my parents were mom and dad were high school sweethearts and uh i still ask them for a lot of advice and and uh my oldest kids they they call dad up me uh and ask for a lot of advice now on on uh just life life questions and uh just try and help them out as as much as i can through my past experiences and experiences i went through with my kids and they're going through that now and uh i i smile to myself a lot and say see you see how it was but uh, we're very close. I talk to talk to all of them most every day, and uh, it's pretty cool to have that relationship. Yeah, that's good stuff, Gary. And and you know, I, last year I had Jose Ortiz on the podcast here, and him and his brother are really crushing the uh, the scene in the horse racing uh, industry right now. They've had so much success. What is different about the jockeys that are coming on the scene now 
Is it any easier to make their way? Is that how how much different is it from when you first came on the scene? Well, you just mentioned uh, two superstars who I, I believe, if they stay healthy and continue on the way that that they've started out, uh, they they are going to be in the Hall of Fame, no doubt. Uh, Irad, I've, I was in Saratoga all summer last year um, doing coverage for Fox and and Naira New York Racing Association, and I always parked our, our production trailers were in the uh, jockey and, and trainer parking. And to watch Irad Ortiz uh, with his kids and his wife, I'm like, man, I wasn't like that when I was his age. I mean, after the race, they've won four or five races, three races, two two big stake races, winning everything up there. He and his brother both. And see Irad after the races with the baby buggy and going out to the car and got the grandmother in there and the kids and everything. And he's loading everything up. And I uh, I just got a smile on my face and and not how cool that was at, at his age to be handling his success and, and uh, his fatherhood the way he does. Yeah, yeah, they're really, uh, really putting it right now, the two of them. And Nothing beats an American flag made in the USA, right? Well, how about an American flag made in the USA by veterans out of duty-worn fatigues from all branches of the military? That is exactly what you get with Combat Flags. Combat Flags are handcrafted from duty-worn fatigues and offer a tangible piece of freedom to the American people. Each flag is accompanied by a professionally designed and printed card that tells the story of service of a soldier, marine, airman, sailor, or coastie who wore the fatigues used to make the flag. They are the real deal, Dad, so what are you waiting for? Visit CombatFlags.com and use the promo code FATHER and First Class Fatherhood listeners will save 10% off their purchase. Veteran-owned, American-made. CombatFlags.com, promo code FATHER. But what about as far as, like, um, you, you know, something? it seemed like, Gary, when I was growing up, like, it, it seemed like the, um, the horse racing in itself was just generally more popular amongst the younger generation you know, of betters. Are you seeing, like, a decline? I'm sure uh, we've seen it o- over the course of the few, last few years here, but um, has the interest in horse racing uh, kind of gotten rebirthed here through, like, the different uh, gambling p- platforms that have become available, like, now here in New Jersey, it's online, and, there's so much more access to it. Is that helping or is that hurting the industry? I, I think uh, it's, it's tough to say right now. In, in my own thoughts, I think eventually uh, it's going to hurt horse racing. I don't think we can rely on, on that uh, outside betting. Uh, they're betting more on other sports than, than they are to the horse racing, and a very small percentage of each dollar is, is going towards purse money in, in horse racing. As far as the younger kids, and I don't know what what has social media done uh, to to our sport compared to other sports. Um, it doesn't seem to be as big, you know. And and um, we don't see any commercials out of him in Southern California, you know, for the the better part of the year. And um, you know, here at Santa Anita, you don't see commercials publicizing uh, the the racing. It's, it's all social media. So I don't know if that's a good thing. I I think you still got to have print. Uh, the old newspapers uh, are kind of gone, you know, but uh, television, everybody is watching television, man, and I, I think those commercial ads uh, that, that kids are seeing on TV uh, are beneficial, and we've kind of got away from that in this sport, and I think we need more of it. Yeah, because the actual sport itself is so awesome. I mean, I, I've been following it for years, so it's like when, when you follow the, the game itself, 
it, it's really awesome. So I just I do wish that there'd be some more uh, publicity for it, especially when these big races. Like we just said, you know, Santa Anita got some big ones this weekend with the Holy Bull and the San Pasquale. So it's like um, I wish there was some more publicity um, around the game itself, to be honest with you here. Yeah, you and I both, you know, spending uh, the full summer up there last year in Saratoga, racing is alive and well at uh, places like Saratoga, Del Mar, and uh, Keeneland. Um, you know, the, the grandstand was packed every day up there in Saratoga. A lot of young young kids, uh, you know, in their teens and early 20s with their girlfriends and, and uh, betting and and. Uh, they had so many interesting things and places for them to go on the back stretch. They're right up close uh, to the actual racehorses. They, it's almost like being hands-on. But then you talk about Del Mar and, and Keeneland. They have the, the small boutique meetings, and um, they're doing well. Racing is that part in that part. Uh, Keeneland, man, the the UK kids come out there. The students, they love their horse racing. The people in Lexington, uh, well, all of Kentucky, they love horse racing, and, and things are alive well there. Southern California, we're, we're so, sort of an island out here, and we don't have the, the horse population out here or the opportunities to travel, you know, three, four hours to a different racetrack, a different venue if need be. So um, I, I think that some changes uh, are, are not too far ahead of us. Yeah, and, and I think that uh, I, I think it's a great, excellent date night. Uh, you know, especially for me and my wife, when we have a chance to get away from the kids or whatever like that. Uh, it's an excellent place to go, and um, you know where you can be. It's, I, I think it's awesome. I wish that would come back. And you just mentioned a lot of racetracks there. Do you have a? Uh, I mean, I'm sure you've been asked this a lot of times, but is there a favorite racetrack that you have that you've been to over your career that you always look forward to going back to? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm here at Santa Anita right now. This is home. It has been home uh, since 1984. Yeah, it's the most beautiful racetrack, I believe, in the world, with setting uh, the San Gabriel Mountains. It's about uh, 73 degrees out here this morning. They're just finishing up training, and spectacular morning, uh, and there's no other uh, prettier place in the world. Uh, you know, I, my favorite race uh, track to ride was Belmont Park because of the, the long, wide-sweeping turns. I think it's the, the fairest track in the, the country as far as betting goes. I think the best horse uh, has a better chance of winning at Belmont Park than anywhere else except for Jockey Air. I mean, you have time to recover from mistakes that are made or, or um, you know, getting shuffled back a race. But uh, Santa Anita would be my favorite track in, in the world. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I spent quite a bit of time at Belmont Park myself. Uh, but you mentioned earlier there uh, uh, Seabiscuit. What, what, was, uh, what was your kid's response uh, to your acting in the Seabiscuit? And you got any other acting roles coming up? Well, it's, you know, we're going on uh, close to 20 years right now since uh, Seabiscuit was made. And uh, the older kids, they, they were all about it, man. They loved it and, and had a lot of fun while I was filming it. And they were able to come on set a couple of times and, and check out behind the scenes. And uh, Maddie, my 10-year-old, you know, she she didn't even know about it. And, and we put it on. This has been several months ago. And... Uh, she hadn't seen it, and she goes, oh, God, we got to watch another horse racing movie, one of Dad's movies, and so I come on screen, and she looked at me, and, and she looked at the television, she looked back at me, and she pointed to her eyes, and she's got blue eyes, and she's got this big smile on her face, and she never said a word the rest of the movie, just sat there and watched it, and, and uh, she was looking at me a different way after that movie, 
after she had watched it, um, she was looking at me a different way for two or three days, and then she went back to normal, and I was just dad again. <laughs> well, I mean, I know we just we're about a month into the new decade here, Gary. What kind of goals or plans do you? I know you got the racing syndicate going on here. What kind of goals or plans do you have for yourself in the future? Well, I want to continue the, to uh, build on that, build the brand of Gary Stevens Racing. Um, I want to continue to do the television work. I'm uh, doing a lot of bloodstock work and working the sales now, and uh, I just want to continue to, to grow. This is a, a second uh, page of, of my life, and, uh, you know, I've done a lot of different things from training horses to be a, a jockey's agent to, you know, the, the jockey, actor. Uh, I'd love to do some more acting. Um thing with me is I need to stay busy, man. I I, uh, I get bored very easily, and I need a... I need a regiment every day, uh, and uh, that's what the racing club's doing for me. And and along with the television work that I do, um, always got to be prepared. Yeah, very cool. And the last thing I want to hit you with here, Gary, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for the new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Get tied on, man. Life changes. And uh, <laughs> just be patient with your kids. Uh, a lot of mistakes are going to be patient with yourself, too. Be uh, patient with your your spouse or the mother of uh, of your children. It's a uh, it, it's a team effort. Um, it's not too different than than training a, a young racehorse. Uh, you've got to teach them the right things, but don't be too harsh on them. Allow them to spread their wings, and and uh, every one of your kids uh, are going to be different. Um, and uh, that's that's pr- pretty cool when you see the different personalities develop and and the direction that your kids are going, what their interests are, what their interests may not be, the same interests as, as you. Try and get involved with the things they're interested in as well as the, the things that you're interested in. Just uh, be patient. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. i got to say, Gary Stevens, you're a first-class father all the way, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on first-class fatherhood. Thank you, Alex. It's uh, my pleasure, and I uh, look forward to seeing you in the future at Monmouth Park. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Gary Stevens for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was such an honor. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Lock it in for Wednesday's podcast. We are going to be going to the boxing ring out in Las Vegas. Diego Magdaleno will be joining me here. He has got an upcoming bout against Austin Dulé. And make sure you follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace because I have just locked it in with a lot of awesome guests that will be joining me soon on the podcast. I will be dropping the announcements on my Instagram page. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.